This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Great author of a book that is very, very powerful, and we're going to be talking about it in its entirety here in just a couple of moments. But first, I have to talk to my friend Eric, because I met, we've mentioned this, on, but it bears repeating until probably, I don't know, June, because then everybody will be aware of it by then. But uh, Positive Talk Radio and KKNW are doing something different these days, aren't we? <laughs> That's true. And hopefully people are aware by now, but uh, it doesn't hurt to reiterate that we are streaming the show live on video and audio, not just at the regular places like 1150kknw.com and the KKNW app, but also streaming the video to YouTube and Facebook and Twitter uh, for the uh, KKNW accounts and to uh, YouTube and to uh, Facebook for the Positive Talk Radio accounts. So, so many ways to catch the show live every week. And if you miss the show, you can always go back and rewatch those videos or, of course, check out the podcast. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, technology has gotten so much better than it was the first time I was here. I, you know, I've mentioned it before that used to give me a CD and that had the show on it and, and stuff. Now we can do it all in video and it's all digital. It really is pretty cool. It is. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's it's great that KKNW is keeping up with the times. And and I know that you do this for a lot of different shows. Is is, is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's right. And so uh, definitely check out 1150kknw.com uh, for many videos and also on YouTube, our YouTube channel, because, uh, yeah, lots of people are checking it out. I, I saw today we had like uh, 3,500 uh, views of videos this month on youtube alone uh which is awesome and uh, we want to keep growing that number so uh check us out on youtube and facebook and all the places wow that's that's that really is impressive that's a good number that's a good number right there by the way i you know i've known you for going on 20 years now and i'm not sure do you have a dog do you like dogs i love dogs and i do have a dog oh I what kind a, of dog do you have uh, she's a beagle mix, and her name is Gertie. Oh, very good. Now, a beagle mix, is she as energetic as a lot of beagles are? Uh, well, she's about 10 years old. So oh. <laughs> she, she can be energetic, but a lot of the times uh, she's just kind of sleepy, yeah. which works out great for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She used to be energetic, and uh, but now she's a little long in the tooth and is relaxing. And She's and energetic I when the treats come out. Exactly. <laughs> Same as exactly. Me. <laughs> you know, and I, this this show is um, dedicated to dog lovers everywhere, uh, because we're going to be talking with a gentleman. His name is um, is uh, his name is Brandon Wainwright, and he's an author. He's a former police officer. He is an energy worker. He is uh, he's learned a lot of his trade, and it all comes. It all stems from his relationship with a little eight pound dog named Tyson and uh, Brandon. I want to thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I appreciate it. It's good, it's good to be back. 
indeed indeed it's awesome to have you here and uh the the name of the book is tyson's gift and um let's talk a little bit about your eight pound dynamo uh, that you had had at one time his name was tyson how how did he impact your life well, so Tyson came into my life um, right before my wife and I got engaged, and he, he was sort of an unwelcome um, addition to our, our little family because uh, we had just worked through a bit of a rough patch. And, and so when she got him, I took it as, oh boy, you know, maybe, maybe she's getting this dog to distract her from me. So I had a little insecurity about that in the, in the beginning. Um, but that wasn't the case at all. And, and, and he turned out just to be a real pistol. So he was, he was a perfect prince with her. Um, but with me, he was like a little jackal. He was, he was, he, he was very hostile. Wouldn't let me get anywhere near him would growl and just, but he had such a rich heart. You could tell, you know, I felt a real, a real connection to him, despite the fact that, that we weren't necessarily simpatico from the start. Um, and, I'd made it my mission over the next couple of months to try to win him over. Not because I, I was insecure or anything, but just because I really respected him and, and loved him and, and did everything I could to, you know, to, to get him to trust me. And the thing is he had a problem with men. That's why, that's why he, uh, he was, he, he just, it was something innate in him where he just had a fear of men. So um, once I finally did win him over and, and I write about it in the book, he, he got sick and he ate a bunch of junk food he wasn't supposed to eat and um what he was really just laid up you know you could hear his stomach gurgling he felt like total doggy do and instead of taking that as a as an opening to to get him or hurt him or something i curled i wrapped my arms around him and tried to nurture him and and you know nurse him back to health and after that he was he was very different with me so he and I had a real special bond throughout or throughout his life. And he was, um, you know, he, yeah, he's a real character. So there's all kinds of funny incidents that we had there. They're all detailed in the book. Well, not all of them, but, but a lot of them. And, uh, and so he, the, that portion of the book reads a lot like Marley and me, it's just an entertaining story about a dog and his family. Um, but then when he passed away, the thing was, once we bonded, well, even before that, yeah, I guess once we bonded, because before that it wasn't wasn't necessarily all that all that warm of a relationship. But once we bonded, I knew it was something really special, and and I I I had had lots of well, not lots, but I had a number of of dogs as a child, and and they ended up being somewhat traumatic experiences for me because they were taken away from me. I never actually had a dog for its whole life. Every one of them got taken away from me for one reason or another. So when I had this opportunity to, to bond with this special little Chihuahua mix, knowing that I, he was going to be there and he wasn't going to be taken away from me, I definitely took, made every effort to appreciate every moment with him, which I did. I, there was never a day that I didn't just absolutely adore him and, and take at least a moment to appreciate the time that I had with him. And so obviously when he passed, <clears throat> you know, I, I knew it was going to be a very difficult experience. And um, of course it was, but within a fairly short period of time of, of him passing, I, I began to realize that what I was really struggling with wasn't 
the loss, even though I, I was obviously struggling with the loss and not having him in my life on a day-to-day basis anymore. That was huge pain, but as any dog lover, anybody in general can relate. Um, but I realized that I was struggling with his existence. You know, I, I grow, I grew up in an agnostic family and I didn't really have any firm beliefs about the afterlife. If anything, I, you know, I had tried on a number of religions growing up, um, mostly in college and then in, into, you know, early, ap- not long after college. Uh, and not, no <clears throat> religions ever really took for me. Um, nothing wrong with religion, but for me, it, it, it just didn't, didn't jive. And, and so I had come to the conclusion that, that, you know, for me, spirituality was going to have to just be a very personal relationship with God and whatever that meant. And it was, it was very, um, just, you know, undefined. And, and that was the best I could do. I tried to make a definition of it and it, and it never did happen for me. Um, so, and that was fine. I was good with that up right up until I lost my dog because now all of a sudden I had this sweet little dog that I absolutely adored and would have literally died for. I, I would have, I would have jumped in front of a truck for that dog, <laughs> you know, or taken a bullet for the dog. In fact, there's a chapter in there that said I would take a, the, the name of the chapter is I, I'd take a bullet for you, little buddy. Um, and, and, and to, for have, to have him gone and not know that he's okay. The idea that, this sweet little dog no longer exists. Just the concept of it was so just so absurd. It didn't make any sense to me. So I found myself on a quest to get some, either some comfort or maybe some, some, some peace about that. Mostly comfort. I, I found a book called animals and the afterlife um, by Kim Sheridan. I found it on Amazon and I, I realized that, you know, I just was looking for some comfort. I punched in, in Amazon animals in the afterlife, just the idea fiction, nonfiction. I didn't care. I just wanted to read about animals being okay in the afterlife. So I read this book and the book, which I highly recommend, by the way, it's a wonderful book. Uh, the book is, is written by a naturopathic doctor, um, a successful one who had a lot of, um, psychic ability from the time she was young. But never, you know, she never ended up doing anything with it professionally, but she had that ability and, and that awareness, um, transferred into her life with her animals. And so she talks about animal communication, which if your listeners aren't aware of what that is, basically that's like an, an animal medium that, that's able to communicate with animals in the, in incarnated and also that have passed on. And, um, so there's that, which at the time was foreign to me. The whole concept of it was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was sounding pretty good at the time, you know, because it's like, wow, I could communicate with my baby here if this is true. Um, but then there was also talk like reincarnation. She'd experienced animals reincarnating, which that really intrigued me because the idea of him coming back to me was like it would, would have been a dream come true, right? Yeah, we have. So, so I read this book and it just really opened me up to the possibilities because it was either either she was making it all up and she was just a charlatan, which I didn't get that feeling. Um, she was crazy <laughs> or um, it was real. 
And if it was real, it was, it was something that I absolutely had to explore. So I did. And I, I ended up doing some sessions with animal communicators myself. And um, they weren't all, they didn't all knock my socks off because I, I was in a position where I wasn't just looking for your typical comfort. I was needing the type of a session that would actually blow my mind and, and give me some information that was so specific that it convinced me that this is actually real, you know, which really wasn't fair to the animal communicators because their job isn't to convince you of their legitimacy. Their, their job is to give you a communication with your dog. And if your dog happens to say, I love you and I miss you and I'm here, I'm still with you. That's something that they almost always say, right? It's not very yeah. convincing, but it is a common message. Um, because it's true. And, um, but I was looking for more than that and I got it. I ended up on the, th the third reading I did. I just had this amazing reading with this woman who I was on the phone with her in California and she was in Iowa and, you know, and, and so oh, she's old school. She doesn't, I don't even think she has a voicemail. I think it's an actual answering machine. <laughs> um, uh, I don't, she doesn't, she did have a website at one point and then, and then she just let it go away. So <laughs> it's like, uh, it's all word of mouth with her, her name, Sandy Casca, K-A-S-K-A. -S -S -K -A. You could find her on the net. Um, but it, she gave me a reading that just, just the information that she, that she delivered to me via Tyson was so specific and so accurate and it was it was so unique to him i won't get into too much detail on that because i want people to read about it but um but it was pretty awesome and it and it i wouldn't say that i was a hundred percent convinced at that point but i i definitely that there was a chink in the armor it it, it definitely got me to open up and then from there, I, I did more exploring. I ended up doing a reading with a with an actual medium. And I was just very lucky. Um, there, there's a lot of good mediums out there, but finding the right one is not always easy, right? Uh, and I had a, a friend who knew this, knew this medium, Lisa Silverman, um, who you can also find her on the internet. Um, Decorator Guru is her is her website because uh, she also does interior design. Oh, and by the way, uh, Sandy is an attorney. So that to me gave some credibility, you know, they're sure. clearly not doing that to, as you know, just to make some money off of people, off false hope. They don't need the money. They, they have lucrative jobs. So, um, that definitely bought some credibility. Uh, <clears throat> but with, with that that, with the reading that I had with the medium, there was so many things that came through. My uncle came through, my grandma came through, my aunt came through and Tyson came through. And it, it was supposed to be a one hour session, ended up being a two hour session. And, and it was, it was like, literally, like, you know, you go into a session and most people would be, would be blown away if they got a, a handful of accurate things over a two hour period. Right. Right. This was two solid hours of nothing but accurate information. The closest, so that, so that told you that they were, that they, that they were genuine. She was real. Because there's not any way that she could have known the information that she was giving you. I had the same experience with John Edward, uh, the the uh, psychic out of New York. Yeah. And he gave us information that nobody, that he could not possibly know. Because it wasn't anywhere. It wasn't on the, on the internet. It wasn't anywhere in print. He Even if he knew who he was talking to, he would have no idea. That's kind of the experience you went through, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, when I, I made the when I, when I made the appointment with her, she, she told me a bunch of stuff just over the phone that she was getting 
just like that's that's how open she was just this open channel that was like wow this is going to be a really cool reading like I, I i could tell you know and and but the the thing too is that my uncle passed away you know i'm i'm 49 now at the time that this happened i was 45 and it my uncle and my grandma both passed when i was 16 so they had been long gone way you know way before the internet came on on and i I didn't have anything about them on my on my in any of my social media. To be honest with you, they really weren't even on my radar. Not that I didn't still love them, but they were gone for so long. It wasn't just it wasn't something that I thought about much, you know. And so the idea that some people say, well, is there some other way she, that she could have known about these people? And the answer is not unless she was like, you know, a member of the FBI or the CIA or something where she had access to do all kinds of searches and, you know, that would be in a timely manner, you know, I mean, she would have spent a lot more money than she made off of me by, by doing some background search on me. And I don't even know how she would have found the, the nexus to them, you know? So, right. but it was that one, that was life altering that, that, that session, literally, I'm not exaggerating. It was life altering because even though like most, most people that have a, a fairly discerning skeptical mind. I still have had at times struggled since then with, you know, with, am I, am I making this stuff up? You know, is this stuff really real? Um, but it was so, it, it was so poignant. It was, it was so powerful that many times as I've struggled with my own abilities and, and, and just these concepts, I've gone back to that experience and, and, and it's, it's really, it's, it's been, it's been, it's a good grounding because it, it was, it was just so powerful. And I've had, since then, I've had more readings with her where other loved ones have come through. And, and then, you know, I've also obviously dealt, dove in a lot deeper um, since then. But so that, when that happened, you know, it was like, wow, this is, this is actually real. And, and the, the love and the, and the, the healing that took place during that session was incredible. There was, there was healing that occurred that I didn't even realize I needed, you know? And so I decided at that point, well, if this is real and I, and I, I don't think I'm ever going to be the same after experiencing this. So I need to, I need to dive in and go on my own search and quest to, to develop my own spiritual awareness and my, and, and potentially my own, you know, intuitive abilities which we all have by the way you know there there are people like like to your point john edward or lisa silverman that are they're incredibly talented that, that have that they were born with that ability and and then they chose to hone it um but we all have we all have psychics ability and we can all tap into it if we choose to and i've i've found that myself but so in, in the book, I, I you know, I, I finished the book at the end of 2019. So obviously I've had more, quite a bit more experiences and development since then, but I get into Reiki and, and the, the powerful healings that I, that I was able to do just, just by learning that. And, and it just really, it just really opened me up to a whole new spiritual world that brought me so much peace and, and and connected me with Tyson too. That was that's the other thing. For people that that are listening, I, I've had a number of people tell me that they just can't handle reading a book where the dog dies. 
and 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 I get it. I understand. It, it is hard. I, I saw Old Yeller when I was like, I don't know, five years old or something, and I, I never watched it again. I never watched it again. Oh um, no, no. Uh, but the, but this this is a very uplifting book. Yeah, there is a chapter where obviously where where he passes, but um, but he also sustains life. Well, the interesting thing is, is that your life is completely changed and it was changed by an eight pound dog. Um, because it, it, how did your San Francisco cop brain wrap itself around that? Just to clarify, I wasn't in the city. I was in the Bay area. So the San Francisco Bay area, I don't want, I don't want to take credit where credit isn't due. <laughs> well, no, um, that's, that's okay. Okay. The Bay area, which is where you were, but, it, but yeah. you were still a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's being a cop is a whole different mentality, but you'd be surprised how many cops are open to this kind of thing. Um, You know, I had lots of people that I offered Reiki to and and were willing to take in Reiki and, and after I learned it and, and, you know, when I would talk to them about these concepts, cause I was experienced, I'm a talker. So, I would share stuff and, and, and they were, they were a lot more open than you would think, but it, you know, I think, I think part of the reason, I mean, that's a good question, but I think part of the reason you asked that is because of the stereotype of cops, you know, it, not that you're a stereotyper, but you know, I mean, cops, my, I have that stereotype too, even now. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, we moved to Florida and now, you know, I'm always looking for cops. I don't want to get stopped. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. You know, well, it, I, I was kind of referencing because John Edward will say that his, his family was divided into two sides. He had his mother's side that was very spiritual and very, uh, psychic driven and that sort of thing. And, but then there was the father's side and he describes it as having a New York cop brain. Uh, and so I was kind of referencing that side because it is, it is different for, to be a spiritual person versus being what you, a lot about well, that stereotyping, but, uh, you know, you know but, but there are, you know, there's reasons for stereotypes because there's a lot of accuracy to it too. So I understand. Well, that's, that's true. So, but now so let's talk about you. You've since the book has come out and you have continued your work Tell us about what you're doing now. Um, well, you know, I, I the book came out in in 2020. No, wait, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Uh, it took me a while to to get it published. You know, I did. I'd never done something like that before, so I had to learn by the school of hard knocks. Uh, it, so initially, I was just continuing. I was still a police officer. I was you know, doing my thing there and, and supporting my family and trying not to get, you know, put in jail myself as a cop (laughs) because, you know, and, uh, and just trying to survive that way. So I was, it it, that was an interesting dichotomy because on the one hand I was still doing that line of work, but when I would come home, my daily ritual was to meditate and, and, and give myself healing and, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but eventually for different reasons and and mostly, well, the final catalyst was, was the, was COVID and the vaccine mandates and, and that sort of thing ultimately made us leave the state of California. Um, 
but up until that point i was still i was still just kind of juggling the two and to be honest one of the, and you know i guess if you're if you're a cop who happens to be blown open from birth it probably would be pretty natural just to be able to do both or although you probably wouldn't become a cop in that situation but you know as you if you're trying to develop spiritually a big part of that is opening your heart and letting your guard down and which i found slowly you know at first i thought well you know i'll just keep doing this and it'll eventually come and it does i mean definitely meditating and practicing every day and connecting with spirit is is it, it is a, a muscle so and you know over time you get you get stronger at it but um i lost my train of thought there <laughs> well um, in 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 your in your work and what you've been doing yeah so Go ahead. So, so, but when, so when I was a cop, like I was told, you know, you're not going to be able to completely open up and connect like this until, until you're not a cop anymore. And the reason for that is, is because you've got your guard up all the time. You have to, that's, that's part of the job is, you know, you're constantly on alert and you're, you know, and the other thing is you're, you're guarded just emotionally because you take a lot of heat from people, <laughs> you know, yep. I mean, it's just something yep. you accept. It's part of the job. It's not a good or bad thing. It just is. And, um, but particularly during the last handful of years of my career, it was, it was hard, you know, just with the climate, the way it was. And, uh, so, but so once I was able to, to, to stop that role, it, I, I was able to slow down and let my guard down a little bit. And, and it, and it, it helped a lot in terms of trying to open my heart up and, 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 and which helped me to grow spiritually. It helped me to grow as a healer, all that good stuff. And by the way, we're talking with Brandon Wainwright. He is the author of the book Tyson's Gift, and you can go to Amazon. And it's virtually everywhere, and and you can pick up that book. It really is a cool story. And we we need to take a break here in just a second. But when we come back, we're going to talk about how Tyson's life continues in a very unique way i hope that you'll stay with us for this entire episode by the way we're going to have an animal communicator on friday at noon so i hope that you will uh tune into that episode as well and, but in any event uh again brandon wainwright go to uh tyson's gift healing.com and you can find out all about the book and the work that he does and you can actually hook up with him and work with him and that would be because he can do what he does because it's just energy he can do what he does virtually anywhere. So I would encourage you to do that. And uh, we need to take a break real quick. And uh, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 11. Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now. And if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information with real people discussing real issues and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340 plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, 
you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW. For 11 months, I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. And it's a Wednesday afternoon. <clears throat> it is drive time. And I hope everybody's having a good day or had a good day at work. Uh, we're talking with uh, uh, Brandon Wainwright. It's past drive time where he's at because he's oh, all the way over in Florida. And uh, he's written the book, uh, Tyson's Gift. It's about his best buddy, an eight-pound canine, and it became a catalyst for an entire change of venue, a change of life, a change of uh, career, everything that a <laughs> everything an eight-pound dog can do, Tyson did, and much more. And uh, it's really, it really is cool a story. And so Brandon is here. And uh, by the way, if you want to go to uh, Tyson's gifthealing.com, you can learn all about him, his work and what he's doing. And, and uh, Brandon, again, I want to thank you for so much for being on the show. And I got a very important question to ask you that I know you've done a lot of research on. And that is this. There are people among us who do not believe an animal has a soul um as far as hard as that is for me to believe there are people that believe that um what would you say to them um well i don't want to you know <laughs> uh obviously everybody's entitled to their opinion on things um but i will tell you that they do i i mean i've i've experienced it firsthand um through through the communication that I've done, um, through um, ex reincarnations that I've experienced myself, uh, <laughs> and and so it, it I you know I know that is for some folks that that is a, a popular opinion, but it's 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 simply not true. Everything has a soul. Um, we're all we're all here on Earth. We're here to learn. We're here to to evolve. We're here to you know, hopefully bring light to the world, um, in all in our own little small way. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do with, with, with the book. And, uh, I'm going to write a second one. I'm, I'm trying to get up the nerve to start it. <laughs> um, and, and then also the, you know, the healing 
business that I've got. It's um, part of the reason I'm doing that. It's not, it's not just to have a business and to, to help people. It's to, it's to expose folks to the, 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 the reality that, that we're all energy and that, um, and like you, to your point, what you were saying at the, at the end of the last segment, um, distance has no bearing on energy, right? Spiritual energy can, you know, if I, right now, if you told me, you know, you had an elbow pain or something like that, you're in Washington, I'm, I'm in Florida, I could give you a healing and it would be just as effective as if you were sitting on my table here in my healing room. It's literally, literally in some cases, I think it's actually even more effective because people kind of just go with it and they, they're not all torqued up by the fact that I'm, you know, hovering my hands over them or something, but, but we're all a part of that is my point. Animals, humans, you know, even insects, you know, I, I believe, but, but, you know, certainly I know I, for, if, if you have a hard time believing that animals don't have, don't have a soul or do have a soul, you're probably going to have an even harder time believing insects have a soul. Well, um, you know, if, in the, in, unless it's a spider, I don't think spiders have souls, but that's no. just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, to your, your quite the answer to your question is absolutely animals have souls. And some, some people believe that, that animals come from a, a group soul. I've been, I've actually been taught this in formal settings where, where they, they come from a group soul. So, you know, if one, one animal experiences something, it, it gets, that experience gets transferred to the, to the whole and I think we all, that's an interesting concept too, because we're all part of God. Yeah. We're all, we're all connected to God. So there is a certain group consciousness that's there. Um, the, what I'm talking about here is that they literally are all part of the same like hive, hive brain, you know, which right. I, I personally don't subscribe to that idea. I've been, I've been taught it by people that I respect and, and so that's one of the things about spirituality too. That's kind of nice, you know, spiritualist or metaphysics as opposed to religion is that you take, take what you, what resonates with you and, and, you know, let the other stuff go. If it, if, if, if it doesn't resonate with you, I, animals absolutely have a soul and I believe that they're here evolving just like we are. I, I agree with you hundred percent. As a matter of fact, there's a show on KKNW on Sunday morning from nine till noon. And it's on Martha Norwalk's Animal World. And she will tell you and that she has animals that have come back to her after they've passed away and are reincarnated, if you will, into a different animal that she is caring for now. Have you ever heard of that kind of a concept? I've experienced it. Yeah. Oh, you have, have you? Well, you tell. First hand. Um, well, I don't, uh, well, I don't want to get into too much detail on it, but Tyson, um, you know what? I don't care. I don't, I'm, I'm just going to let it out there. That way, you know, when you read the book, you'll, you won't be so sad when Tyson passes away. Tyson reincarnated. Yes. Cool. Absolutely. He did. And how did that uh, happen? How? I mean, not how, how, not how did you reincarnate it, but, but I'm, I'm always fascinated by the concept of, okay, so your dog passes, his soul goes to heaven. They decide that he's going to come back. How do they work it out so that you guys get to meet again? 
I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, there, the universe is a perfect machine. It, it, there is no waste and it, it, everything is orchestrated to perfection. Even the things that are dark, even the things that you think are, you know, that, that are unsavory things that you, that you wouldn't want to, to see happen. Uh, There is a balance to things and everything happens like a machine. Everything's orchestrated. So, you know, I'm sure most people, I know certainly for me, if I look back on my life pre-awakening, you know, pre-2018, I can, I can look at different aspects, different experiences that I had that were clearly orchestrated, you know, where, where they felt faded, where everything just kind of clicked into place where I felt like I was being guided by a higher source, you know? And, um, and I think people might want to, you know, skeptics might want to dismiss that. But I think if you, if you slow down and you, and you take it in and you look at things objectively, you'll see that 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 happens it happens to everybody we're all we're all part of this so uh, so you know and i i don't i don't know exactly how it works to be honest with you i don't i don't know i i think time and space is 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 just a construct that that allows us to experience and perceive our world in this in this physical dimension um but i don't know how the energy gets to you exactly I just know that it does, <laughs> you know, exactly. Especially with the work that you do with Reiki and some of the other energy modalities, it is. I mean, energy is everywhere. Uh, yeah. Einstein proved it. Tesla proved it. Um, it's measurable, and it's measurable. Yeah, and, I actually. Um, I'm now Reiki. I'm I'm doing a little Reiki here and there, but I've I've started doing a lot of other modalities. They're all on my website too. So, um, so. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's it's measurable. I actually had a doctor call me a researcher, a, um, a psychiatric researcher, psych, I guess um, neuropsychologist, uh, and he he wanted me to do like a trial where I was doing energy healing. Um, and he said he said, you know, you don't have to try and convince me. He says we actually can measure it. So, wow. So it's not, you know, it's this isn't a question of of if. Or, it definitely exists. Um, I just don't, I don't know exactly how it works. I think these, like, like I was saying, everybody has these abilities, you know, my, my abilities uh, in terms of, of my, my spiritual metaphysical abilities is, is, is primarily, at least now it's primarily energy healing. I'm able to channel energy really effectively and powerfully f- for some reason. It's just something that's, in, that, that's, that's came natural to me. Um, some other people might be clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm clairsentient too. Most people are actually clairsentient. I think that's the most common one. Uh, but it's, you know, it, everybody has it. It's like, it's like you ask yourself, well, you know, how do I move my leg? Exactly. You know, how does that work? You know that there's neurons firing and into your brain and, and allowing you to, to move your leg, but you don't know precisely how that all works. Right. No, nope. most, most people don't. Some people do, but most people don't. But it still happens. And I and, and that's I've come to to just accept it because because I see 
it's hard, you know, when you, when you live in this world and you experience it on a daily basis, you can't just dismiss it. It's no, not, not any, not anymore in, in your world. And, you know, even the human body or the brain, we don't really know yet still how the brain actually functions the way that it functions and the memories and the synapses and all that stuff, how it all really, really works. Um, and we still, poo-poo things like energy and stuff which we really shouldn't be doing because that is that's the essence of who we are yeah yeah well and but you know that it's it i agree with you it's it's you're poo-pooing reality but we're also conditioned to only yes trust what we see and you know but i you know you were talking about growing up before you had this um this um, metamorphic or this this transition, if you will, and but I would suggest to you that if you were to look at your life, your your from beginning till now, all of it lines up with gaining the experience and the thoughts and the um, the abilities to take you to where you are today. Um, so yeah. it's not something that is out there it's like i i'll tell you that i learned how to do what i'm doing today when i was 10 and i've been honing my gifts that whole time learning different things how to act how to how to how to talk to people how to interview people how to do all kinds of stuff long before i ever thought if you had told me 20 years ago that i'd be here today i'd I'd have said you're high yeah well me too (laughs) i'm high you're you're high on multiple drugs. <laughs> yeah. So, and, but it's, and we are, and we're, you are no more unique than I am. And no. we all do that. We all keep oh, you know, the same thing. I'm glad you, you, you brought that up it is, you know, one of the, one of the things that, um, that I struggled with when I first started all this is, is that, you know, I, I was, I was doing it for, just for the obvious reason that I knew that there's this, this other reality or that, that I, that I hadn't paid attention to that I wanted to, to hone my experience in. I wanted to be able to articulate it better. I wanted to be able to interface with it and actually consciously experience it. Uh, but I also, you know, when I got into the healing, I wanted to be, I wanted to help people. I was very, from the start, I was very drawn to the healing arts and that, you know, that comes from a place of wanting to help. Right. Um, but there was also a lot of ego mixed in there and that, you know, that comes from, from, I mean, I think if most people, when they, when they choose to a pursuit of some kind, there's a lot of ego mixed in there. Oh, I'm going to master this and I'm going to do this and that I'm going to accomplish all this stuff. That's what our society teaches us to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, it, it, it ensures our, our ability to survive and provide for ourselves. And, uh, but when it comes to this stuff, it's, it's counterproductive. You know, it's your, the, the energy travels through you. You're a better conductor if you don't have that, that baggage there. Right. When you're, you're doing it. Well, that's why I was saying you, you approach it with an open heart. You're a better, that's why, I mean, not only is it a much richer experience for everybody, especially the practitioner, but, but it's, you know, it's, it makes you a much more effective healer by opening your heart and, and, and dealing with that ego. And, and, and part of that process, this is the point I was trying to get to, uh, is that you, you realize that you're not special. I'm not special. I'm just another cog in the wheel. 
I I'm special in the sense that I'm, I'm just as special as everybody else, but you know, everybody from, you know, from the most powerful masters down to somebody that's just, you know, that's just incarnating for the first time. There's another concept reincarnation. Uh, we're all equal. We're all part of God's plan. And, and if we, if we can wrap our brains around that and our hearts around that, not only does it make us give us a richer experience and help us to feel more close to, you know, to our fellow man or animals or whoever, but it also, it, it contributes to a better world when, I, you, when you can open yourself up that way. And, and so, um, yeah, the ego is necessary, but it's also something that needs to be kept in a, in a healthy perspective. And when you're aware, like you, you are now aware, um, there was a time when you weren't as aware, but you're, you're more aware now of what, of what consequences ego can have than the good parts of it and how it needs to be in, in check. And I would, I would submit to you that, that the reason that what makes you special in what your healing arts do is that you trust it. You believe it, you know it. Yeah. And that, and that's a, you know, that's a process too. Um, because you're, your your ego and your your skeptical mind you know tries to play tricks on you and prevent all that and even i'll tell you that's been that's been one of the the hardest struggles is even i mean i had my first major healing with reiki like i you know i would do things and you know heal somebody's ache and pain or whatever but i i the first major healing that i had with reiki was like when i, when I was just still just starting and I, I had, I read about this in the book too. I, I healed a, a lady in Ohio when I was in California that had really chronic migraines to the point where she dropped out of college and stuff. It was my friend's daughter. And, um, and, and even with, with experience like that, and then, you know, cumulatively there's, I've had lots more obviously since then, there's still that skeptical mind that wants to crunch its way in and say, ah, nah, it was all just a fluke. Well, and not only that is that there are people in your world, or maybe not, maybe not today, but there were at one point that would say, "Oh, Brandon, 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 you you can't, you're you're going to go off the deep end here. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, you you know, you got a good career. You're doing what you're doing, and then you know what I mean. And I'm at, I'm actually dealing with that more than ever right now. I can, I can understand it. Yeah. It is a process of discovery for yourself and also the people that are around you because it's it becomes different you you are no longer the man that you were two or three years ago and that's by design that's yeah. by your own design before you even got here yeah um, i agree there's a there's you have a life plan a life mission and and yeah it's it's um and let me tell you it's it it's not for the faint of heart it's it it, it has been wonderful and beautiful and and but it's really difficult. I, I, you know, I, I, it caught me at a, at a time when I'm struggling with it more than ever right now with, with people around me and, and it, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, but the, th the thing is once you experience these things, you, you can't really turn back. I mean, you can, I suppose, but, but it's not, it's not like you were taught something and, and you accepted it and then one day realized, ah, I'm not so sure about that. And then you decided to, to let it go. No, this is something where 
it's there and and you can of course you can choose to walk away from it and just go back to your your normal everyday you know what's in front of your 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 face all the time existence but that's you know it's it that would be hard to too because you're, you're choosing to deny what you know to be true what you've experienced and that's um so but by staying on that track the people around you the people that that you've been close to throughout your life, family members, friends, um, you know, they're on a different wavelength than you now. Some of Mm -hmm. them and some of them are down are just fine with it. And then others really struggle with it or even think what you're doing is dark. Oh, well, there is that. (laughs) Or, or, you know, that you're, that you're opening yourself up to, you know, dark energies that, you know, you could be manipulated if you're not doing things exactly the way, you know, conventions say that you should be doing it. And that's hard. That's, you know. Absolutely. absolutely. Can I tell you a quick story? Of course. Well, thank you. When When I was doing positive talk radio before in 2003, and there were people around me in my, in my sphere that were like, you were a district sales manager for a major food company. You, you had 12 people who reported to you, 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 and you left all that and to do this radio thing. And you thought you could make it through advertising. Well, it's not working. And, and our, our um, savings are dwindling and all this. And so eventually I had to let, I had to quit doing positive talk on KKNW at that time. But the last day I did the show, Brandon, I'm telling you, the last day I did the show, I announced it was a two hour show and I announced that this was going to be the last day. There are people that are listening today who may remember that show. And, uh, and um, the phone lines filled up because, you know, you're in a studio and you're by yourself or you're with the board up. And it was oftentimes it was just Eric and me and a guest that would be in there. You don't know if anybody's listening. You don't know if you're having any impact on anybody. It does. You have no earthly idea because you're not getting any feedback. You're not getting immediate feedback. Yeah. And so I was, uh, um, so the phone lines filled up and one lady said, I can't believe you're going off the air. I'm sitting here looking at a pile of books that I bought because of your show, because of all the great guests that you've had on and the people that I'm learning. Another person said I had breast cancer. I was dying and now I'm feeling much better because of Jerry Armour. Some of you will remember Jerry Armour and uh, and Anita Bishop and some of the others that were on the show. And then and and I began to it began to sink in that what we were doing had meaning. It was positive. It we were trying to help people live their lives a little bit better, and it had meaning. And then one gal gets on and she says, "Hi, um, I forget her name, but she said I'm, we're from Bainbridge Island." And I just want you to know we listen to your show every day. Huh. And I said, well, thank you. That's very nice. And she said, no, you don't understand. I'm an Alzheimer's caregiver. And you reach her still. You're one of the few things that does reach her. You're important to our lives because you give her a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, and a place a place to be. And then it dawned on me that this was my calling. This is what I was supposed to be doing. Very much like the process, but it, but then I quit that and I went through what I call my bad country music period of time. <laughs> uh, I went through a, a three or four year period of time that was less than pleasant, shall we say. But in looking at the long game, it's all worked out perfectly well. I'm where I want to be. I'm where I should be. And so there's the ups and downs, even with it, just because you become a spiritual person doesn't mean that there isn't going to be those 
challenges that you're going to have to deal with from time to time. No, the- actually, I, 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 it's been much more challenging to be honest with you. Uh, it, it is. Yeah. It, it would be. It would be very easy. It would have been very easy for me to go back after I did that eleven months on KKNW. It would have been very easy for me to go back to selling food for Cisco or 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 U.S. Food Service and just bury myself in the work. Forget about all of the spiritual stuff and just let it be. But I, I was not able to do that because they wouldn't let me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And and so from that to so hang with it. Be tough. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and to your point too, what you're saying is everything in the wash, everything worked out well. You know, the, the things aren't always what they appear to be. And, you know, in the big scheme of things, and and there is a plan. Things all there is no waste in the universe. You know, it's hard to, to remember that sometimes when you're in the thick of the storm. I'm right now, I'm in the thick of the storm in my life. So I, I believe me, I, I know this to be true, but, uh, but it, it ultimately, it, it does work out the way it's meant to. And, and so people, anybody that's out there right now that's struggling, you know, with whatever's going on in their life, know that, that there is a plan and that things will work out for you and just, just try to listen, tap into to the, that voice of God. And however you may do that and, and, and listen for the, that affirmation, listen for that guidance. And it will in the long run work out exactly how it's supposed to be. Have faith in that, trust in that, know that because it will. And uh, by the way, I want to get, we've got to run sadly, but I want to get your information out again. Um, Brandon's gift is the name of the book. No, buy the book. No, it's called Tyson's gift. It's called Tyson's gift. And there's, 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 there's actually, there's, there's Tyson's gift healing.com that that's my healing practice. And it's got all, it's got the different modalities that I offer. There's some really cool ones in there that, that might blow your mind. So I encourage you to check it out. Um, you can get to my book from there. There's a link there, but there's, I also have a website that's dedicated to the book called it's called Tyson's gift.com. So Tyson'sGift.com, Tyson'sGiftHealing.com. And I also have a, a podcast that's on WLTKDB Talk Radio. That's an uh, internet radio station. And it's called the Tyson's Gift Podcast. <laughs> and it's on it's on Thursdays, um, 4 p.m. Pacific. So uh, every every Thursday. And I have I, I it's focused on on all things spiritual, metaphysical. So it could be anything from animal communication to paranormal, to energy healing, to mediumship, to you, you name it. In fact, I'm going to have you on there. Yes, so, you are. Darn it. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. But everything's Tyson's gift because, you know, it all originated with him. He, he, and he's still, he still encourages me every day. <laughs> it is amazing to me what, simple thing an eight pound dog is and what it can do for you for your entire life and by the way i said brandon's gift i meant that because you have been a gift to me and our audience today and i truly appreciate you good recovery (laughs) (laughs) i I thought about that for a whole minute no i i appreciate that you know I'm, i'm just trying you know i have no delusions of grandeur i'm just trying to to share what I've experienced 
with the world to the best I can. You know, I probably could be a lot more aggressive with this, but it's not really my nature. So I'm just trying to just slowly, you know, maybe affect one person at a time. Because as you were explaining, the people that called in on that last broadcast, you had every one of those people to them, the impact that you had was was a big deal. It you know, was. There and, are people. And, and by, by the way, I got I got to tell you, Brandon. They're gonna they're gonna shut me down right now. So uh, we, good. Thank, you ever, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you on Friday.